Jordan had the flu game. I think this is my allergy or sinus pod because I've been sneezing and coughing. My apologies if I sound like trash or if I look like trash. But I woke up this morning and it's rough. It's a rough situation. Who has who has allergies and sinuses in like November? Isn't that just like a spring summertime thing? No, everybody in Georgia. <laughs> Jesus, man. Well, I, I'm I'm there in spirit because. This is rough. Anyway, I'm a, we're going to get through this thing. We got a ton to talk about. Welcome to the TFW Podcast. You guys already know how we get down. That's freaking wrestling. I am your host, Matt. Joined, as always, by my guy, Ishan, the beautiful Rhodesia. Y'all feeling better than me, right? Yeah, but I can't believe you started this pod talking about Jordan had the flu. We know what Jordan really had. What Jordan had? A hangover. Ooh, that is uh, that is what they say. That is what they say. They say my man oh, went out hard the night before, and uh, that's what we got. I don't believe that. You think it was legit flu? Oh, yeah, absolutely. MJ the Great? Yeah. No. I know my goat would never do that, though. LeBron would <laughs> never have a hangover and then, you know what I'm saying? Because he's drinking wine, that's why. That would not have to happen. Um, Bailey is going to have a hangover soon and be by the ass kicking of the damage control. Uh, that's coming. I'm excited for it. But before we get to that, let's talk about what happened on Friday. I was giddy as a little schoolgirl. At what point? Last week, uh, last week, we brought it up that I felt like Oscar was going to get down with them. I didn't think it was going to be Friday. I didn't think it would be that quick. I thought it would be something like a, a turn at war games, but we got it. And it is on and popping. I don't know if they keep the name or what, but let's start there because I thought that was a great way to end SmackDown. What y'all think about how they executed? I guess you could say the term, uh, but just the collective group of damage control as we see it right now. I really, really wish Dakota could actually go in a ring right now. But to the point that you made about Asuka turning as soon as last Friday. I know she needed to to get us there to have enough women if they're going to do war games on each side. But when she first turned and you was like, oh my gosh, she got the mist in her mouth before she even hit um, Bianca with it. All the juicies, all the fillies, all of that was just like, let's go, let's go, let's do this. Super duper hype that we got damage control volume two. I guess you'll call it that. It could be V2. Yeah. They got to change the name. I hope. Because that's not damage control. But whatever. E, um, you have been, I'm not going to say down on the women's division, but you have said you wanted more stories. You wanted more that you can sink your teeth into from a character perspective. Was was this right up your alley? Yes. This is what I've been talking to you guys about. Um, this is exactly what I've been talking about. A nice little story. Um, some intrigue. I love it. I wasn't expecting things to kind of unfold the way they unfolded on Friday, but on SmackDown, we had a lot of things, you know, get thrown at us. That was uh, some great television, but this is one of them, man. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I actually, did I fall asleep on, at the end of this show? Was I just doing something else and I missed it, but I had to go back and watch it. Um, but yeah, I loved it, man. I mean, this is just a, a, a great time to be a fan. I think we have some great television all week long. Well, so then if you think about 
just how far the women's division has come on SmackDown since Bianca's been back. You got a Bianca return, Kyrie Sane return, Oscar Hill turn, a damage control implosion that's coming soon because the whole thing is Bailey, this is what you wanted, right? And of course it's not what Bailey wanted. I think probably what I'm They making it look like, hey Bailey, look, all of these are sunshine and roses over here. Which it is on their end. But mm-hmm. she knows she's got that ass whooping coming from Kyrie. Kyrie talking about, I forgive you. Bailey's like, no, I don't, I don't hug anymore. I don't, I don't do that. Yeah, that <laughs> I thought that was excellent. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. But uh, I said yesterday, what I, what I'm really intrigued about is how do they, how do they get Bailey to be the sympathetic baby face? And she's not right because, now. No, because she can't be. So. Is it I, that's, so that's that's the part that's gonna be fun to watch is how do they get to the point where when damage control does turn on her, the fans side with Bailey. I could definitely see again, Dakota's a little bit different, but I could definitely see them talking in their native tongue and maybe in a gesture where Bailey's like, What are they talking about? So I can kind of see a couple of weeks of them doing that. And then finally Bailey's like, Oh, they about to they about to set me up all the way. I could I could actually see how that plays out. So going back to the stories I've been talking about, like there's a lot of things you can kind of break down from like the little clips, things they've been doing. Like right when Kathy came out to interview the new damage control, I, I can't mm-hmm. say damage control the way that Bianca Belair says it. Cause she says it not like it's country or anything, Bianca. but it's just like, it's like she's damage control. Like it's just the way she says it. But uh, she came out to interview the team. Right. And she, she handed the mic kind of to Bailey and then Dakota immediately took over. Like, hey, no, no, this is what you wanted, right? Like, and they're like, oh, yeah, exactly what I wanted. Like, so is this, like, when I was like, oh, is this what she wanted? Like, did she know this was happening? Because it seemed like she didn't know this was happening, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it seems like she's blindsided by the new members, the situation. And Dakota seems like she's been in a loop the whole time. She's like the outside person coming in. So if you, when you look at the scenes and the matches, you can kind of, from a fan perspective, we can kind of dissect and kind of like, oh, this is happening or this is not happening. So that's the kind of stuff that I really enjoy. I think it's going to be very interesting. But as, as you said, like, you know, Bailey seemed like she's kind of like, um, kind of the kid that got caught with the hand in the cookie jar. Yeah. Like, right. Like, you know, yep. she's like in the old shit moments. Like, all right. Yep. I got, you know, like, I, like something about to happen. Right. And it seems like from a story perspective, and this is when it's going to have to turn. I'm not sure how you're going to turn her back into that sympathetic character. Um, and by the way, look like, Bailey got some BBLs going on. I enjoyed that too. Um, <laughs> Matt, what did I say? Like, I said, I said, man, Bailey is thicker than a snicker. Hey, she got some BBL going. I enjoyed that too. Full but display it's, it's, on Saudi, and then last week. Go oh ahead. my god, she back to back it. Yeah, that's my fault. I, I, I got, I, I took it down the road. But um, yeah, it's going to be interesting because how are they going to turn her into a sympathetic character? It seemed like whatever's going to happen to her. She's going to deserve it, right? It almost seems like it's going to be more of a fan turn uh, for the late for the other ladies, and you know, basically by herself, which is kind of the role she kind of should have been in the first place. She's a horrible leader, um, so it, it, it's going to be a very interesting story, and I'm here for it. Yep, I agree. BBL. The other very interesting story, and we've been kind of talking about it for weeks and weeks and weeks, and it came to fruition. Santos had mm-hmm. enough of Ray Ray shit. Wasn't expecting that. Wasn't had enough of Ray Ray either. shit. 
Well, I wasn't expecting what Carlito did first is what I wasn't expecting. But we talked about it, how he played it and he put it right there on the apron. But I didn't expect Carlito coming out right after they came out and him calling him out like that at all. That was something I thought they should have kept in-house. They trying to act like AW now and putting everything out in the open. Mm. Carlito said, hey, man, you don't see this shit? Look, he set you up. I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it was no nonsense. I thought uh, this is what we've been asking for. And now now we're there. The, the part that, that was really cool was kind of this wasn't the normal, like, week one, he just turned on Ray and because he had this built-up frustration, and now he's this super-duper heel. This was more like, why are y'all booing me? I'm the right one. It was supposed to be me and you type thing. Mm-hmm. So he still, it wasn't just like one of those wrestling flips where all of a sudden, like everything just changed overnight. So I did think that was really, really cool. But we we talked about that, like, all right, LWO is very stagnant. They're, they don't have much going for themselves. And I think with a snap of a finger, now Santos and Ray is uh, a pretty top tier program on SmackDown or however they go with it. If they go Santos and, um, you just said it, Rhodesia. What's his name? Carlito. I got, I got, I got sinus fog. Yes, Carlito. If they go there first, then they go right after that. But point is now, LWO is starting to implode. Where does Zelina fall into with this? Like, there's, there's a lot that they can do with it. SmackDown, from a what I like out of my wrestling, kind of ticked all those boxes for me. We had some great matches. We had a lot of story, and I was even without any type of bloodline representation, me, really, besides Jimmy. Let me ask you this quick question for both of y'all. I don't personally think so because how stagnant Ray Ray's run was. But do you feel like there was any difference in the Santos turn with Ray not being a champion? Or do you think the championship didn't matter at all to the storyline? Okay. I don't think it mattered at all. No. Mm-mm. Not really. Because I, I think the championship's in the place that it needs to be because, you know, Logan Paul, I'm sure we'll get to him at some point, is really going to elevate that championship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... I think the story would have been sometime somehow with a championship match with Santos and Ray. And I think this is going to be the way they're kind of setting up is better for Santos. Cause this will be a launching point for his here heel career. Right. Um, it's a great story. I actually thought it kind of made sense in, a, in some ways because Carlito hasn't been around the, the team. Like, right. He's Ray's boy from back in the day. Right. So he just came out there like, man, look, this dude over here, he can see he through. Snake. It. <laughs> like, yeah, he, he can he can see through. Like, yeah. I have no allegiance to this man. Like you called me. I was I was in Puerto Rico with the honeys, right? I got the message, you know, halfway in. I had to pull out, right? Hop pull on the plane. You know pull we had to pull what? out of. You know <laughs> so we had to pull la- out. So last episode we talking about seasoning Tony. Now we're talking yeah. about pulling out. Oh yeah, he had to pull <laughs> out. Dog. Why else was he why else did he, did he get to the show so late, right? He had to pull out. Mid-stroke. This is the X-rated show. Like, I'm just, y'all read between like He had to pull out mid-stroke. He had to <laughs> get on the plane. Mid-stroke. Get to the match, right? And so now he's supposed to come down and he's supposed to, you know, keep it uh, discreet? No, nah, he got to let everybody know and, and, and at the arena what Santos did with Shady. I didn't expect for Santos to turn so quickly, man. That, is, that was like almost AEW like that. You know, we got like a fast forward button on the story within like five minutes like right we got a lot of emotions in that little five minute like tussle back and forth with uh ray and santos i didn't expect so then 
because my feeling on it was I felt like Santos was like, okay, fine. Like I'm, I actually been always an honorable man in this whole situation. And now this is what I get. So you think that Santos is going to completely turn heel and the LWO is going to stay face? Oh, he did completely turn heel. Like, right. Like, cause you think about it, if he's an honorable man, like he just went through a lot of rage and emotion, like in a, mm-hmm. in a matter of five minutes. Right. Like, so, hey, so, so y'all think he's going to be the, the heel heel. Oh yeah, and do he's we gonna think be the we guy still gonna have sure. we y'all I'm think sure. we still gonna have the LWO as we know it? I think it's time to break him up or split the faction. I thought Ray was yeah. about to be done. We got another year, right? So we got he got At a least, lot. Of, we say like year or two, a lot of time, yeah. yeah. But I mean, you bring you bring back Carlito for the LWO, so he's there. You still have Zelina. You still got the tag team. So like, there's pieces there for the LWO to keep going. Santos wasn't the leader. So you don't need to disband it unless it comes up like Zelina was the 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 minds behind all of this in the first mm-hmm. place, and then you can do something with that. But other than that, no, you can keep that going. Can you think about like the sure. other um, Royal and uh, I always forget my man's name. What's DJ Z's name? He's about Phoenix. Joaquin. Joaquin. Well, no, yeah. Joaquin Phoenix is the actor, right? Yeah, <laughs> Phoenix is like, Joaquin is wild. Joaquin Wild. Joaquin Wild. Joaquin yeah. Phoenix. Wild and uh, Raul, like they, they're kind of the henchmen. Um, you know, like they're not. Re- they haven't really done much since they've been in NWO, NWO, LWO. Carlito doesn't even wear the darn shirt. He don't even wear mm-hmm. the colors. He came out he his own gear. He came out with his own gear. All right, he I'm don't come now. He got his own music. Like he, it's like he might have been trash music too. But like, Ray Ray is the yeah. only. Honestly, let's look at the entire group. Ray Ray is really the only face of that group. I have seen some of the best work of LWO as all heels, all of them, including Zelina, including Carlito. Ray Ray is the only face. That's the reason why I said like, is LWO going to say the faces? But I guess I guess so. I guess the money is Santos being a bad guy. So Zelina's then, are you saying? Hold on a second. So are you saying Rhodesia? This is another callback on the podcast. Okay. I came out and said that Ray was actually the hill in the feud with Dom because Dom was right. Dom was his right. daddy should have whooped his ass and he did a long, a long time right? ago. Yep. Yeah. Are you saying now that the LWO is actually the good guys in this and Ray's the hill in this? No, I'm saying the opposite. Yeah, I'm saying I'm saying if you look at the makeup of them and like for me, my memory and my engagement to them, they were all bad people when I really liked them. Now that they're all good, it's kind of like, eh, all right. People on social media was breaking down Ray. Like, what, what is up with Ray where, like, his friends always turn on him? And they just had, like, photos of everybody from Batista Peace to, like, Ooh. everybody. Like, yeah. to make, no, so maybe, maybe Ray is bad, guys. Let's go back. Ray's, Ray's, the, so. Ray's the, the weak link. He is. Um, I want to switch gears because I said weak link. He sent a text in the group thread he was watching nxt and he said lola vice is better than jade in one year than what jay was in four years and i thought that was really interesting and intriguing so break that down e what what is lola vice better at for in your eyes already in year one that Jade never did. And I think I think she actually it was like three years ago yesterday. I think she appeared on Dynamite for the first time. So first of all, I'm, I'm actually offended that we I have to talk about my girl Jade because there's no Jade slander on the show. Uh, so I wasn't prepared for that one, not goddamn it. But um, that's yeah, not I slander. Mean, 
If no, you're saying okay. like you think, yeah, that's not mm-hmm. you not you didn't say Jade sucks. You just said that no, no. Lola's better in one year. Oh, don't worry, Matt's about to Jade bring something up on me. What I said last night. What? Don't worry, oh, you got it's that. coming. It's coming soon. So I, I prefer to uplift my my, my queen. I don't want to talk about the, her deficiencies. But yeah, it, it's it's just so when I look at Lola, it's like the in between stuff that she does a lot better. Um, there's not a lot of wasted motion in her matches that that are obvious to me as a fan because again, I have a I'm not a overly critical fan i don't you know this is a lot of things i probably would miss but the obvious stuff i'm gonna see and there's a lot of times when i would watch jay even maybe like six months or so ago into her uh her her last uh aw run you can see like there's times where she's kind of second guessing herself or she's you know she's like 10 seconds ahead of a spot um or maybe you know, just just different weird things that kind of just stand out to kind of make the match seem kind of disoriented. Because a lot of times when I would watch J matches, I mean, it happens a lot of time at AEW. Like a lot of matches don't seem like fights; they seem like it's a it's a it's a it's a scripted dance. Um, and a lot of times when you watch those matches, it seems like the dance partners are kind of tripping over each other's feet, or someone fell by mistake and they got picked up. So it's just obvious when the dance doesn't look great, right? Versus a fight. It's going to look a little sloppy. It's going to look like, you know, it's not going to look smooth, right? A lot of her matches seem like there were dances that were, you know, thought of before the match. Whereas when Lola, it seems more like it's a struggle. It seems more like a fight. Is, he, is she clean 100% of the time? No. Um, but I just think that her matches look more like real fights at this point than Jay's has in the three years that she was winning the company. And so I was just saying that, look, that wasn't me trying to pick on Jay. I'm just saying like, look, if she get down there in the performance center with her God-given ability, athleticism, like they going to turn that woman into like a, a bona fide like wrestling machine. Like I was okay with her just, you know, being an okay wrestler, right? Because she has like the charisma and, and the star power and the presence to really be a, a huge superstar. But they might be able to turn that woman into like a, a wrestling machine because Lola has come up like her first match on uh, Level Up. Like this is like mm-hmm. night and day from what I saw the other day. You want me to retort on that? Yeah, sure. You said retort? Yeah. <laughs> no, not twerk. <laughs> oh, not pull it the... out. No twerking. Just I said retort. What is E on like, today? Right. What is e? I don't know when I should be high on Zertag. E is E is on one right now. <laughs> Maybe he, he ain't getting no he, he, But he always says he don't watch Collision Live because that's date night. My assumption is either he got some really good stuff last night or he didn't get any. He, his mind is strictly on what happened 12 oh, yeah, hours ago. On pie. <laughs> um, I, I saw that text. I actually didn't respond, I don't think. For me, with Jade and Lola Vice, of course, we shouldn't even be comparing them because, again, two different companies, a machine and somebody who's still upcoming trying to become a machine. But I think both of them are built differently. They both... Are, both have the it factor where I feel like Lola Vice is more of a sexual, sensual way where Jay was more of a beast monster. So when you talk about the, the in-betweens, I could see Lola Vice being more of the in-betweener because she has this sexiness about her where again, Jade is just a beast. She's just a dominant beast. But also to be fair, I think I've probably seen from beginning to end, maybe four Lola matches, maybe one or two when she first started. I was like, oh my God, the only thing she had going for herself is that she is cute. Versus now, where I'm like, oh, wow, she's putting this together. So I, I have definitely seen the growth in Lola Vice, uh, but I just think the two of them just can't even be compared. I think it would probably be more of a comparison with maybe two people in NXT. But I see your point. Your, your thing wasn't to slander Jade. It was just more of what the machine could do for you. Exactly. 
within, you know, if you get three years of the machine versus just even one year of the machine. Yeah, exactly. I was just saying like this, the training, right? Cause like, in, mm-hmm. as you said, you know, Lola's matches, her first couple of matches were kind of, kind of rough. Of course she was new, right? Brand spanking mm-hmm. new. Right. Um, but for her to, to, you know, it, like, it, let's not take away anything from Lola. She, you know, she's putting the work, obviously listen to her talk that she's very determined to make this right. um, work for her. Um, but the fact that she's picking it up so quickly within a year just shows you what determination, proper training and time will give you. And just imagine if Jay had that same training, that same time put into her. Um, I know she tried to work her butt off with Dustin and a lot of other people, Brian. Um, but I just think like being in the machine, because like, you know, they're pretty much like in school down there at the, at the performance center. Like, mm-hmm. right. Just imagine she, she's able to have that on campus schooling. Well, I mean, and you're talking psychology is what you're talking about. You know, the, the, the podcast that we talked about, Jay going to WWE, the number one thing I said I was excited about was seeing her figure out the in-between, the moves. She, anybody can do the moves, and she does the moves with the best. You look at Jade, and Jade, at the end of her run in wrestling, we may look back at Jade and say she was the biggest physical overall package we've ever seen in wrestling history. That's true. That, that, that's a possibility. Like, you look at Jade right now, and you just feel like, who is this woman? And, like, why is she a goddess? That's just how she looks. That's how she carries herself. Mm-hmm. So she has the it factor. She has mm-hmm. everything in terms of um, just the look. But it was the, to your point, E, was the, all right, this match, we got the moves, but what are we doing in between the moves? How are we registering? How are we selling? Et cetera, et cetera. And when you watch Lola Vice, even the promo uh, they had like a backstage segment with Lola, with Electra, with Roxanne. Uh, there were a couple other girls in, in the back too. And I was watching it. I was like, man, like she's getting it. Like she's figured it out in a year. So knowing that Jade is, is in that same environment and knowing how hard she is working, how hard she did work, how hard she's going to work, is nothing but, man, sky's the limit. Sky is the limit for just the women's overall going forward in 2024. I got to push you now, E, staying on NXT. Hey, real quick, I know you about to go real quick, but uh, hey, with, with um, <laughs> Lola, and you talked about her, her backstage like, uh, like skit that she was in, she uh-huh. actually created kind of a character, too, for herself. You listen to the way she speaks in her interview packages. It's different than when her voice in interviews that I've heard. Like, right, because he listens, I think she's, and that's, that's, that's cool, too, is she's actually creating a whole separate, you know, like, entity for her wrestling. And I got a question for you guys, maybe for another day. Do you think that Jay would have been somebody that Vince would have pushed back in the day? But go ahead. Well, how far now. back? Oh, well, yeah, what's back in the day? Ah, shit, like a year ago, like whenever he had the books. I'm talking Absolutely. about Yeah, I mean, yeah, because look at Bianca. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, actually, his, his this, dick probably would have got hard if he had Jay. <laughs> wow. He was so now, there. so now you own one too. So whatever, <laughs> whatever. I, mean, I don't know what's that. No, I mean like in, no, in an excitement. Maybe level, I'm business, in some not type like of the like, sexual level. Like, maybe I'm in a, some no. type of like head space brain fog right <laughs> she now. She said it so passionately too. She was like, yeah. "You guys gotta watch the video." She said it so seriously. <laughs> Can I just say one last thing? Let me just say that that's freaking fucking or what? Like, hey, y'all talking about coming out with the OnlyFans and Patreons account? So this is the content you guys, you guys are going to see. 
this is the last thing on that. I mean, if we want to leave from there, this is the exact reason why I want Jay to debut and work at NXT on screen because Lola also have advanced in this last year because she had the luxury of having some terrible matches in front of a live crowd and working through that and growing and building on that. You bring Jade straight to the main roster. And I know, Matt, you said she's already been on there a month. By that, Maybe by Rumble, it'd be two, three months that she's already had experience down there. Yes, that will help. But it's still not the same getting that instant reaction that you had a bad match and people boo you and you got to kind of build through that. That's why I want Jade to debut and be in NXT first before she come up to the main roster because she can have some fuck ups in NXT and most people will probably give her a pass. You do them F ups coming to main roster and you stopping something that you're stopping Mm -hmm. something before it can even blow up. Wow, down by the water. Preaching over there. Y'all done? Mm. Are you finished or are you done? I'm asking y'all. And I wasn't talking about Vince penis getting hard from an erection because of sexual activity. Because he got something that was good for business. Like, oh my God, we're about to make a whole lot of money. That's all. The fact she has to clarify, I kind of think it was sexual. (laughs) Jesus, man. The rails are off already. What I was about to say was I wanted to he explain himself about Lexus King. A few mm. weeks ago, I said that uh, there's more hype around Lexus King, Brian Pillman Jr., from those two or three video packages than his entire AEW run. And all right, he's got to deliver on his first episode that he was debuting. Debut match was just there, I thought. And I was like, ah, man, for the way these video packages were ran uh it, it wasn't what it should have been he was like yeah but it, it wasn't it was just a showcase match we don't even know who the guy he was wrestling it was a squash he'll be all right fast forward to this past week on nxc they give him a main event slot spot in the middle of trick williams and carmelo hayes which that is my sports entertainment the ending of nxt the way Carmelo was looking into the camera when the show goes off the air, give me that. <laughs> Put it right in my veins. I, I loved it. I loved it. But Lexus King comes out, and I think it was another miss. As the kids say, the Riz, right? Charisma. We use long words at our older age. We don't just use one syllable, things like that. They say the Riz. Lexus King ain't got no Riz. So we have seen him now two or three times on NXT TV. E, tell me with a straight face the end of NXT with him coming out there trying to put his glasses in his jacket he ain't got a pocket so he's got to throw his glasses to the side and then cutting that promo that was not convincing make it make sense man so first of all I never said the man was going to be in Stone Cold and Steve Austin I never said he's going to be the next Rock I never said he's going to be the next Cody by Guy Rhodes what I said the man was going to be all right. He's going to develop freaking mental to learn a character before he gets to the main roster. And here we are two days into his run and Matt, oh, snotty, light-skinned self done, pulled his pants down, showing his ashy cheeks and he crapping on the man's career already and saying he's over. That's the problem with you smart fans. 
Hey, let Rudy's this man have live. I, Rudy's a, have I ever let this had man live? Hey, I let you. I let I you go through your fifteen minutes. Maybe I never asked you. Hey, hey, y'all, y'all probably got the, y'all probably got like the, you know, like the Chris. I have eczema. He don't have eczema. Hey, we we going we hey we we coming out with the dash freaking only page. So we gonna see lots of light skin booties on there, obviously, right? So we gonna we wow. gonna be able to see. We gonna be able to see very soon. We may, we may need to cut this. This may be the quickest TFW pod. If we going on twenty eight minutes, it may have been twenty six minutes too long already. Go ahead, man. Yeah, we gonna see. We gonna see. But as I said, y'all already the hounds is already loose, and y'all already predicting the end of this man's career. He is on NXT for a reason, right? When you go, when you, it's, it's like a basketball game. You say open for a reason. He there for a reason. It's as Rhodesia said, he's at a place where he can learn, right? In, in front of a smaller audience. And he can, you know, he, he promo obviously will get better or not. His wrestling ability will get better or not. At the end of the day, he's okay. He's, he's in an environment where he can get better and better before he gets to the main stage. Because NXT has a host of young women and gals where I watched him on 2.0 cutting horrible promos in horrible matches and where they are now, just fine, right? Just fine. Give this man some time, right? Let him learn. The problem is that he has some great um, promo packages and you, everyone's expectations of where he should be on developmental is way too high. All right. So, yeah, he needs to learn the mechanics of his leather jacket before he comes out there. Right. I don't know who long. Maybe he forgot his jacket at home and that was somebody else's jacket. Right. And his jacket at the crib. Yeah. yeah, Maybe maybe his jacket from the crib that he got from, you know, Tony Khan has a pocket. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he's like, oh, my bad. This is, uh, you know, Shawn Michaels' jacket. It ain't got no pocket. Whatever the case may be. Give this man some time. Stop hating on this man's career and allow him to... Now, in three months from now, and six months from now, we won't talk about if he got it or not. That's another conversation. But let this man live. I sit pretty much between both of y'all. Completely. I Whatever. Hey, he's in developmental. But I get also your point, Matt, that you have this such a grand build for him with all these amazing promo packages. And yeah, it's a bit of a letdown. Now, if I'd have saw him try to put them glasses where he thought he had pockets... I probably would have been done. I didn't see that. Like, I feel like I want to go back just to watch that. But he he's a little bit of a letdown. But I'm giving, giving him that luxury. You're in developmental. Let's figure it out. You, this, this, is, this is where that's supposed to happen at. If it's going to happen, mm-hmm. let it happen there in the next Let day. it happen here. Because if it happened on SmackDown, it happened on Raw. He's <laughs> this done. This hit. Whoop. <laughs> I think he is showing a little bit of his now WWE NXT bias. If that would have been on AEW. He now that's also tore, true. That's also he true too. Tore AEW a new mm-hmm. asshole mm-hmm. for that. So mm-hmm. we can, we can move on and we'll revisit this in three months. So we'll give them nine. No, days. cause here's, here's the difference. Gotta... Here's if AEW dynamite is their flagship show. So of course it's a different, well, I'm talking about NXT develop freaking mental show. It's two but different. It's not development anymore. When you, when you sign on a major network, like the CW for millions upon millions of dollars, they're not buying a developmental brand. They're buying a yes. third brand. No, they're, they're buying, they're buying their developmental brand and putting on Mm-mm. CW. That's what they're doing. Mm-mm. And AEW doesn't have a developmental. So that's also apples to oranges. I'm just saying a little bit of that biasness is coming through, which is fine. No, that's, Everybody that's, got, everybody's that's, got their favorite. That's, 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 a little bit, that's a little bit of that smart fan bullshit. That's what that is. Yeah, speaking of favorites, goats, uh, John Cena. 
Have y'all thought about if he really retires? Like if this is it? He walked Has up that, that ramp like he, like he was done, right? The I, the way the way the finish of the match was these video packages, and then of course on his Instagram, you know he's putting um, like these subliminal photos. Or well, he's not now, but he was like all last week. And then I started thinking about it. Like, okay, they started calling him the goat for no reason. We mm-hmm. talked about that a few weeks ago. Like, where does come from? He comes back. I guess the end goal, end game was to elevate LA Knight as much as possible. Then his last match, he puts over Solo Sokoa, mm-hmm. which is, we know they have major plans for him. And I just thought about it, like, what if, what if this was it? Like, what if we don't see Cena again? Do I think we'll see him again? Yes. But there's a chance that he's not. Uh, movies, the actors are back now, so who knows when that looks like. If, say, say we're done with Cena, that was his last match against Solo at Crown Jewel. Do you look at him in any different way with the way his last run was, where he came back just to put over people? That was it. It wasn't about him at all. He didn't chase his 17th title reign. It wasn't nothing about that. He didn't even win a match. Uh, Well, I mean, I guess he did. It was a tag match. But it was all about just elevating everybody else. Does that change where maybe you would put him in your GOAT conversation of all time because of how his last run was? I probably shouldn't answer this because he is one of my goats. I've always been a John Cena girl. That makes me even feel more um, respect for him as a man and as a person. Because like you said, he came back. We, I knew, I just knew in my life, we might still get in a couple years from now on the other side when he's over, over the hill. I just knew he was going to break, break Ric Flair's record. I knew it. I knew it. And now to possibly think like, nah, he probably isn't or he damn sure didn't try this go around here like to me as a man i give him more props for that because the the business that he knows and loves of wrestling of professional wrestling he wanted to put over whomever and however he could when he cut that passionate promo a few weeks ago about a month ago now maybe that's when i kind of was feeling like uh this is this is it this is this is probably his early retirement speech so for me he's he's always going to be a goat just as a man now he he probably has a little bit more respect in my eyes because what he did when he came back. You know, I like to think that he will come back and actually have a proper retirement send off or match. Um, I don't, you know, I feel like they would kind of advertise like that. I think this might be the end of like a long runs from John Cena, right? Like, and I know he's on, we had to strike. And mm-hmm. so he had some time, and so he came and worked multiple programs. I think this is a might be the end of him working programs. I think you might see him maybe do one off here or there. Um, but I like to see him do a, a proper send off because you know he's still you know youngish, right? We got fifty year olds wrestling still in the company, mm-hmm. you know. So I I I kind of feel like he's gonna have another match, but I do I will say bravo to him, you know, for this his run for the past couple of years and him put, putting people over. Okay, you think about a lot of other wrestlers that have his pedigree, right? At his age, they're still coming in and they're 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 putting, you know, mats on the on the on the on the I mean they're putting bats on the mat. Right. Yeah. So he's actually yep. coming in there and actually doing the honors trying to put people over. Most people are gonna come in there, you know, like even Undertaker, you know, you know, Rock, Stone Cold, these guys are coming in and they're actually, you know, you know, doing the giving, you know, trying to win. Mm-hmm. So kudos to him for, you know, trying to get people over. Um, but I would like to see maybe a, a last run from him. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping that wasn't his last match. You guys know me. I, I love to know when it's somebody's last match. And But if there was a way to go out, I mean, I, I don't know if there's more that he can do. It will be interesting now that we know Flair has signed a multi-year deal <laughs> with AEW if plans change and now Cena miraculously gets that that title of uh, most reigns in wrestling history. True, but we still got the woo in the beginning of SmackDown. Yeah, I just knew so, they were going to pull that. Yeah. He's, I just knew they were going to pull that. I say, I say by, uh, I'm going to say by January it's gone. I'm going to say the woo was gone by January. I think that's the next time he's on AEW TV. I think he's scheduled for like a January episode. But we'll see. Maybe Triple H isn't as petty as Vince and WWE used to be. Yeah, I was say because, you know, Rick Flair is a Triple H guy. Yep. You know, so I don't yep. Maybe he might keep it in there as to, to continue to honor his, his old mentor. Mm-hmm. Which, which would be cool. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. Got a question for you guys. I thought about this a couple of days ago. So we are about to be in 2024. So let's go 2014. How has your wrestling fandom changed since 2014? So if you just rewound it back 10 years and now you are smack dab into the year 2014 and then you rewind and skip everything over those 10 years and now you are in 2024, how has your fandom changed for wrestling? Or even how maybe are you a different fan than you were 10 years ago? It was kind of rough for me, man. I, uh, I, uh, I know we had a good wrestling game. 2K14 was a hot game. Um, but as far as wrestling, because I think it's also the time when TNA started getting really bad. Um, I mean, I honestly don't remember that time period, to be honest with you. But I do know that's probably around the time when I started getting enough of Vince's PG era of wrestling. Okay. So let me just see. So in, in 2014, I had to pull that up too. Yep, Orton. Oh, Brian Danielson, John Cena, Brock Lesnar. Those were the heavyweight champions. I see it was Biggie, Bad News Barrett, The Miz, Dolph Ziggler, Luke Harper. U.S. champ was Dean Ambrose, Sheamus, and Rusev. Tag champs Cody and Goldust. New Age Outlaws, Usos, Miz and Damian Mizdow. The Divas Championship was AJ Page and Nikki Bella. NXT was Bo Dallas, Neville, Sami Zayn. Women's was Paige and Charlotte. And tag teams was the Ascension. And there we Sakara go. And Kalisto. So those were just the champs. And maybe not even just more like the actual like year. I'm just like, if you think about just how much your fandom has maybe grown or maybe decreased or like how you watch wrestling in the last 10 years, you know, but it sounds like for you, like 10 years ago, you weren't as big of a fan as you are now. No, because as you, you bring up NXT, I actually started really loving NXT, but I remember TNA was on the down for me. And WWE had a, always had a great roster. I just didn't care for the way they were using their talent at the time. It, it was a, that was a time for me. Maybe I would say this time for me is that's when I would, you know, I would kind of armchair book shows, I guess, mentally. Mm-hmm. And so when, when things weren't happening the way I thought they should happen or people weren't getting over the way I thought they should get over. It really bothered me as a fan. It wasn't until maybe a few years after that to where I said, you know what? I'm just going to watch the shows for what they are. If they're entertaining, great. If they're not, I'm just not going to watch it. 
Like, right. I'm not going to sit here and get frustrated because the guy who I want to win didn't win or what I think should happen didn't happen or whatever the case may be. Like, I'm just going to watch the show simply for entertainment value. Um, so at that point in time, I still was kind of probably doing the smart fan overbooking, overanalyzing of the shows. Um, mm -hmm. But I do believe that's the time when NXT, my NXT fandom was, was growing and I started appreciating that form of entertainment. There's probably a better question for me would have been the 15 year mark because around 08 is probably when I pulled back from wrestling. And then by the 10 year mark, Matthew was starting to watch wrestling too. So I was back into it. So you have the 15 years ago, I probably didn't care any much about wrestling. 10 years ago, that's when it kicked back up. That's when we had, because I think NXT came out in 2013. Am I right? Something like that. Uh, so when you look at that, I'm like, okay, this is what I've been missing from WWE main roster. I didn't even realize I missed this. I remember the first NXT takeover show that we went to. And I remember you kept saying this a lot, like the crowd is a lot like the ECW crowd. And I'm like, wow, this is something that I really, really, really enjoy. Kind of my first memories of how um, AEW shows were or all in i would say the first show was in since then so i put like a, a flag in the ground 10 years ago to now i've been introduced to independent wrestling i've been to a lot of shows and meet and greets and now i really feel like i understand not the inner workings of wrestling but more of it feels more like in my blood where before i was just a fan maybe a, a smart mark some would say but now because i have gone to any shows i remember i had an enlightenment in wrestling i told you it was the second time in new orleans so it was at 34 wrestler wrestlemania 34 33 34 something like that and we had saw trent i think at the wrestlecon show was it called wrestlecon show the super show yep. the super show and when i was like wow these people are out here selling t-shirts for $10 for $15 autographs for $10. And it was just like a, a light had flipped and the switch had flipped. Like, wow, like they take wrestling super, super serious. You look at, I've been a WWE person. So I'm used to these access shows where I'm paying $80 Well, you paying $80 just for us to get a ticket to go to fan access. And you got these guys out here after they've wrestled a great match asking for $10 for a photograph and, and an autograph. So for me, it was just like, wow there's a whole nother level to this whole wrestling thing so not to be super long and drawn out i've seen my evolution of wrestling go from just a fan as a teenager in the late 90s to kind of falling away from it like most people do most people kind of grow up and leave wrestling as a fan but then i came back mainly because matthew too was excited about it and then now seeing just like how much passion like these wrestlers i never felt the empathy of the wrestlers back when i was just brand new into wrestling these guys they would they would die in the ring these guys and girls would die in the ring because they love it that much so my fandom is i can now say that i am a super fan of, of pro wrestling today or maybe i thought i was before i can definitely say it i am now because i truly appreciate what they do to their bodies every single day for my entertainment i shared a a video today on x if you're not following us follow us uh that's fnw on instagram on twitter youtube we're that's freaking wrestling and it was from five years ago today actually and it was when bobby and leo rush were together and bobby was showing his ass like literally he would bend over and like spread his ass cheeks and i just put like if anybody wants to know why triple h head of creative is better than vince 
and they exhibit A, B, and C. Like, what was like? What are we doing here? And we and I watched it, and I watched every minute of those shows because five years ago that was really it for American wrestling television. Like nowadays, if I see that on any show, I'm turning off and I'm not thinking about it again. Where before we were kind of like force fed. If you want to watch it, you got Impact or you got WWE. And that's it. Well, now, of course, we have AEW. We got, you know, ROH. We got NJPW. There's so much. NXT, we just so much that we, we can watch. We don't have to be succumb to ridiculous stuff like that. But I, I saw that. I was like, man, how far we've come. It's like incredible. Incredible. Uh, I want to give a round of applause for AEW. And because they had a hell of a week, in my opinion, last week. It started with Dynamite. I didn't watch uh, Rampage, but I heard Rampage is great. I heard it's been, like, really, really good. I didn't get a chance to watch it. Maybe I'll go back if I get some time, you know, in the next week or so to watch it. I watched Collision. I thought Collision was a a good show. But Dynamite, by far, is their A show, and I thought it was fantastic. Uh, Last night on Collision, they announced a tournament. Anybody who's familiar with the G1 in in NJPW looks a lot like that, it sounds like it's set up for. So it's a round-robin tournament. 12 wrestlers. The only one they've announced so far is Brian Danielson. Starts in two weeks here in Chicago. The Dynamite show after Full Gear, which is Saturday. Actually, that's next week. Damn. Wow. Full Gear, full is, gear this week. is this Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was your guys' thoughts about the tournament? One, this is one to me, like one of those read the room, Tony Khan. This could have been your big mm-hmm. announcement. Maybe, maybe it wasn't set up just two weeks ago, but when you came out and announced all in ticket on sale date this to me is a bigger announcement than that is because you're going to be able to run television for it and through it until your next pay-per-view which it ends at uh the december 30th pay-per-view so what was you guys thoughts about the tournament big deal no deal the only thought i was like you had this one-eyed one-eyed dude talking about he gonna be in the tournament that's all i could think about when i was like ryan are we serious right now (laughs) so wrap my man in plastic i said wrap my man in bubble wrap because he ain't gonna make it, man. <laughs> I hate to see him like this. <laughs> Damn. So no thoughts from you. E, what you got? Um, I actually enjoy Dynamite a lot, but that wasn't something that kind of stood out to me, to be honest with you. I mean, they, they do a lot of tournaments. We get we get like a world title eliminator almost every couple of months. I mean, yeah, this, this is I think, seemed I think like this that would be a little me. bit different. Uh, yeah, the way the way they made the announcement on collision, it felt like to me like this is going to be that big style like i said like a g1 tournament like the man i am tired after this like we're gonna get some incredible tight matches i saw somebody online say like if this doesn't end with brian danielson and kenny omega at the pay-per-view like what are we even doing this for i wouldn't be mad about that at all well is he said aw's top stars he didn't say Mm. the world's top stars and Mm. osprey's not contracted Mm. aw wrestler right now they absolutely have 11 other world-class wrestlers that can make this tournament a major thing. And I, and I do kind of like the Omega Brian piece because I, you don't get to that match again, probably until Brian retires. He said he's got like a year and I don't see how you would get there in 2024. So this would be the perfect opportunity to do just play, just put everybody in a showcase of, Hey, we are the best wrestlers in the world. That's what they feel like. Show it in this tournament. So I am excited for that because I think it gives TV for however long it's going to be, four or five weeks, 
a, a straight defined vision on where we're going along with the MJF storyline and what that looks like for that December pay-per-view. So I'm here for it. I, that I am be here a reset for it. that you were talking about that they need to do. Could be, could be. Um, you brought it up. I love dynamite. I, I thought it was the, for me, it was the perfect mix of awesome wrestling matches and video packages, promos to focus on furthering storylines. Um, of course, there's always going to be a couple quirky things that you're just like, why did they do it like that? Or they shouldn't have done that. I saw a lot of discourse about why Samoa Joe beats Keith Lee and then relinquishes the ROH title. You could have just had Keith Lee beat him for the belt. Before I give my thoughts on that, give me your guys' thoughts on should Keith Lee have beat Samoa Joe? And did you like Joe just saying like, hey, I'm giving this belt up. My my eyes are on a bigger prize, and that's the AEW World Championship. That was like my only maybe complaint was why did you just I, – I felt as if they buried Keith because of that. Because if, if Samoa is dropping it anyways, why wouldn't you just let Keith win? My thoughts on it, I'm just still confused and perplexed by it because I, I don't understand why you buried him. Keith has been off TV for a long time. He finally comes back on. It's like a second week or third week back. And he had a an actual good match, a good positioning match. And then he loses. To me, I, I don't get it. So my thoughts on I am like, what the fuck? I would hope on the other side of this that Keith is going to be the star that he probably should be. But I just don't know because since he's been there, I've always felt like he's just that one little nudge, that one little push over for him to be the superstar that I think he can be. But it never happens. Hey, you know, hey, is it is it GIF or is it GIF? It's both. It's both. GIF because GIF is the peanut butter. So it's a GIF. Yeah, it's a gif, right? Gif. Although yeah. it's gif. Could it be gif? No, no, it's not. No, I, it's, I, it's I, I actually, I Googled the, <laughs> uh, the, the, how you enunciate the word, but I forgot what this, what it said. Well, let's go with gif. Y'all remember that, that gif, popular gif? It's like um, black men in Africa. They dressed up. They got the crowns. And they got the casket over their shoulder and they dancing, holding the casket. Yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. Like, yep. that's, that's Keith Lee in that casket. Like, they just, they just dancing in the parade. And everybody's happy. They got big old Keith Lee in the casket. That's what they're doing to that man. They're burying that man. Because, you know what? And rightfully so, man. Cause he came back, you know, with that big old Don't do black that. Man Don't do that. Coming back Don't in that, that wizard that. cape and hood. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. he was at home on injured reserve playing, you know, uh, a Harry Potter game, just like the rest of us. But, I, you know, I, I ain't going to work. gray hair. <laughs> Well, hey, look, he can show the gray, but you know, I was more so like, man, he come out there with that old cheap hoodie. Look, hey, I, I ain't going to work. I I thought the game was great too, right? I got to go back and beat it actually, but I ain't going to work with a with with a cape and, and a hood on. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, hey, Keith, I had I expected big things for this man, but it ain't gonna happen to AEW, and obviously they don't have a plan for him. So when you say you're perplexed, why, like? When they haven't booked Keith Lee strong in the past year, true, and it seems like they have no plans to book book him strongly, mm-hmm. right? He never got the, the the reset that you know, like Hobbs and Miro and any of these guys got have, have gotten, like right. He's so he's in the position that he he's in. He might be a guy that when his contract's up, he might want to look at maybe going back to WWE and seeing Triple H got something for him. 
see if creative has something for him because I don't know if the Keith Lee can actually properly create for himself. So, no. And obviously, if if you're building Samoa Joe to go after Max, you want him to be dominant. So I would rather see a dominant Samoa Joe going after um, super popular MJF than somebody who lost to a guy who's dead in the water. I get that, so, but I, I can get not losing the title and then still trying to go after MJF because you're right, that wouldn't make sense. So you lost your OH championship, but you feel like you have the right to go after the AEW heavyweight championship, but you relinquished it. Could then we had a better story to tell to relinquish it or to maybe not even wrestle Keith Lee last night or back on, was it Collision Dynamite? How about you just didn't even have a match and you just come out and you relinquish it? To me, that's my thing. Like, why would you relinquish it on him? Unless Keith just got as um, what did you always say? The scuttle buddy, booty buddy, whatever. He they don't like him. Maybe he, there's something going on with they gonna bury him intentionally. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think that. I mean, he was on Collision two weeks ago. He had a high profile match with Joe, and the match was great. So it wasn't like a squash. If it was a squash, we could we could have that conversation. Just and he, there's no momentum behind him. Yeah, I looked at it. His last. He has not won a singles match on Dynamite or an AEW pay-per-view in over a year. Mm. He beat Isaiah Cassidy on February 9th, 2022. Now, 22. he had a great run. I'm sorry. Yeah, 2022. 20, that's more than, that's almost two years ago. He's had so one. 20, he, okay, so you have some, some Because he had yeah. a tag champs last year. Um, well, that's, I said singles match because he had oh, a great oh, run oh, with Swerve. Oh, 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 oh. I mean, that, that was fantastic last year. Yeah, so... I, 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 this is more to me. This ain't about even about Keith Lee. It's just about, it's Keith about Lee. yeah, no. it's about Joe, and, and that's why some people who were like up in arms of like, why wouldn't Keith Lee just beat Samoa Joe? I'm like, well, that wouldn't make sense no. at all. He has no, no I momentum. Get that. I get you know, that. He has no momentum, and you don't want to lose. In, and I think that'd be a horrible book decision to make Samoa Joe. Yes, lose, I'm sorry, lose momentum right. by yes. So by losing the belt, and at the end of the day, like so, Samoa Joe relinquished some, some trash. He said, you know what? I don't want this trash belt no more, man. I'm going full attention towards the AEW championship. And there you go. And to me, that's, that's the, to me, that's the other part of it, though. Like, let's, let's not act like this belt is so prestigious right now in current iteration of ROH. You know, like, no. no nobody really cares. That belt so, ain't shit. Hey, you yep. know what I would like, though? You know what I look like? Oh, maybe this might lead. Maybe, maybe Keith Lee, the babyface Keith Lee, is in the coffin, right? Maybe Keith Lee going to come back and he finally going to be that monster. That monster heel. You know what I like to see? Actually, I just thought about just now, just talking to you guys. I love to see Don Callis get his hands on Keith Lee. I don't really want to hear Keith Lee talk too much. Let Man. Don Callis get his hands on Keith Lee and put him and Hobbs together. Two big black meat on meat dominating role wear type heels. I don't oh, think he can do man. it, man. I don't think he can do it. As much as that sounds great, we saw with the Bearcat gimmick in WWE where he had a harder edge. I don't even know if you would even call that a heel. Nah, he, it, wow. it, it, it didn't come across as it came across look, like Lexus. It came across like Lexus King. Unbelievable. Leave so, that man alone. Leave that developmental sorry. man alone. My bad. Right? My bad. He, My bad. He, he got enough plans. He done dumped his girlfriend. You know what hey, I'm saying? Not, and he did nice. what's right for that woman. Right. And we go, we going to kill him for that. But no, look, if, if Don, if he gets with Don, he ain't got to talk. Right, you ain't got to hear him say "adubly" and all the other stuff he likes. Like you ain't got to hear him say nothing. All he got to do is look mean, big and black. Him and Hobbs, you know, like the two, like they could be like Doom back in the day. There's two big black men 
running rough shot through the through the roster. I'm here for that. Book it. A doobly. A doobly. A doobly. No, it's indubably. 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 We saw the uh, the end of Dynamite. We saw the devil again. What'd you say? Oh, the devil. Okay. We saw the devil again. E brought up previously that there was a rumor that Britt could be the devil. She was actually in Chicago this past weekend doing some promo for the uh, the Dynamite show next week here. And she was asked point blank, are you the devil? And she denied it. She said she thinks she could be a good devil, but she's not the devil. And I believe her 100% because if she was the devil, she wouldn't just say no. That wouldn't make sense. So now that we know it's not Brit, who or if you guys had to put some money down, if you were going FanDuel right now and there's options for everybody on the AEW roster of who the devil is, who are you putting your money on? I love it. But, hey, let me tell you all something. In, in the wrestling game, I just modded back into the game Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Like them dudes, okay, look very thin framed. I'm like, wait a minute, maybe we getting, we finally getting back the undisputed elite. Like maybe Adam Cole is uh, is is behind this stuff. We get Kyle back, we get Bobby back. You know what I'm saying? Roddy's all is, is there, um, you know, and maybe Britt is there. You know, as kind of like a, a figurehead because like she didn't really. She said no. But she said, maybe. No, I wouldn't. She's like, she said it kind of weird, like, and she's a heel. She ain't going to be that truthful, right? So I think maybe we get, like, maybe the Undisputed Elite is back, and they're going after MJF. Because I'd love to see the, those, those four guys back together. So who's and the devil? I think it's Britt. Okay. So you're still, you're still going with Britt? I'm still going with Britt. Okay. If they're not trying to pull an okey-doke on me like they did with Sin Cara, the you had the regular size <laughs> car and then you come back as this big the heavyweight car. Yeah, you go from that boy was bigger than Bobby Lashley. You go two hundred five to Brock heavyweight. Thomas said he one hundred ninety nine pounds. He was two hundred and sixty eight pounds, beating up guys legit in the back in the locker room. Man, that's crazy. <laughs> so the devil is the profile that I'm seeing. I had it came to me and I was like, got to be Kyle. But then it let me think. It led me to think. Is that too big of a position for Kyle to come back in? And I'm like, probably so. But then I'm like, you look at Nick Strong, you like Roderick, he's in a pretty prominent role too. So if I had to pick somebody, and we know that it's not MJF himself, I don't necessarily think it's Roderick Strong. I'm going to have to, I was thinking that it was Adam too, but let's just go with something different. Let me go with Kyle. She's going Kyle O'Reilly. So mm-hmm. E is going Brit. You're going Kyle O'Reilly. Timestamp this. I'm going to put this out on socials. I guarantee I know who it is. To me, they kind of showed their hand a little bit. Not in a bad way. Mm-hmm. It is great. Well, I don't, I'm going to take my headphones off. I don't want to be spoiled. Okay. Well, take your headphones off. All right. Tell me when to put it back on. Okay, cool. I'm leaving her out. I'm, I'm going to tell her, like, we just... I never said it. So she's going to be standing there looking like this. If you guys are watching the YouTube, you see her face. She's just sitting there without, has no idea what I'm saying. No headphones on. I should just like wrap the show. And then she's just still sitting here looking like this on Wednesday's pod. <laughs> I heard that with part. no With no headphones on. Oh, damn it. Uh, it's Adam Cole. 
Adam Cole 100%. And it makes the most sense for it to be Cole in the first place. But now what they're starting to do is give us physical clues that it's Adam Cole. The first time the beatdown was in person, Adam Cole was in the building. And right? it looked like Adam Cole. Yeah, you, when they first panned away from it. Yeah. I, I, yep, I think that was the first mm-hmm. time, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. Um, but he was there. The timing may not make sense, but he was there. Every other time we've seen Adam Cole now, or not Adam Cole, but the devil, it's been like in an opposite video after we've seen MJF or whoever. This past week, we saw him again, and they made it pretty much known. It ain't MJF, because we saw the devil figure pop up after the MJF, Roger Strong segment. It, it only makes sense. It only makes sense that it's Adam Cole. And it makes sense as Adam Cole because Adam Cole is still getting him to defend these ROH tag titles. But not really. He said, not, he said, no, he really didn't want him to, but he was like, get Joe, and then Joe can tag with you. That's the other part. Why is he pushing Joe so much? Joe's a heel. <laughs> Why is he pushing Joe so much to be his tag he partner? Needs, he needs some help. But this is, this is <laughs> I, I think we're on, on a similar page, Matt, because I feel like this is kind of like Scream. Like Scream 1. Yeah, yeah. Where you yeah, thought yeah. it was like just one. It wasn't just one. It mm-hmm. was like two people. And that's, that's why I say I think it's Adam, Adam and, uh, and Britt. Yeah, it can't be Kyle. Kyle is not a big enough reveal. I think that would go over like a fart in church. And that's why I it, thought too. It, like he's just to not, it's too big of a position yeah. for Kyle. Yep. Yep. Now bring Kyle back for sure. Once the reveal happens and Adam needs some backup. Oh my God. Yes. Absolutely. Bring the undisputed era back together. Maybe not. Hey, let me, hey, let me ask you a question. Have y'all ever farted in church before? I'm sure I have. Uh, yeah. And I fell I'm in church. I'm sure I have. Farted you in fell in church? Farted and fell in church. Actually, that time might have been both. Let the hey, church say the, amen. The fall would be plenty. That's a whole different thing. Hey, yeah. w- w- what was the reaction to the conjugation of, of, of the past guys? They cracked up. It was during communion, too. They cracked you just, up. You disrupt the service? <laughs> yeah, we were getting a communion. We was up. Well, my, well, the, mine the bells was were ch- chiming. No, mine was loud. That's funny. So, yeah, so I think it's that. And I'm here for it. And now it's just a matter of can you do the reveal in enough time? I, I mean, I. We, once again, we believe that the ankle was broken. They said it was like jacked up. We'll see like when he can stand and walk without. I mean, I guess you could, I guess you could do something with the wheelchair and somehow you think it's <laughs> Roddy. And then, it, you know what I'm saying? You could, you could mm-hmm. probably play off that, but yeah, I, I think, I think it's cold now. And I think we'll be able to go back and they're going to be able to just kind of like, just show us like a video package or pinpoint everything from like all in to whenever they show the reveal, now all the dots make sense. Everything that's been connected, it's like, damn, all, all of it makes sense. Something I thought was, was, was cool at first, I, I had an issue with it, and then I, I had to sit back and say, all right, let me think this through. And that was Mariah May's AEW debut. At first, I was like, how do you just debut her in an interview backstage? But then I thought about it and said, we talk about AEW debuting wrestlers and then nothing matters two or three weeks later. Like they're just another person. And in those, whatever it was, 60, 90 seconds, two minutes, I think she did more to get herself over than outside of Adam Copeland, maybe the last like five or six signings because she told us why she's there. She told us who she's there for. Like she already, she already has, she already has a storyline. 
and she doesn't have a, she didn't work a match yet. So yeah, it would it maybe it would have been kind of cool if she would have showed up, you know, at the pay per view and and cost Tony the match or helped her win the match, and then it's like oh Mariah Mazur. But now we know already that she is strictly here for Tony Storm. What do you guys think about? Her intro, I don't even think you even have seen anything from Mariah before this. E, I know you are pretty, I think you know of her. So, yeah, yeah. it'd be kind of cool to hear your guys' thoughts on one person who has no idea who she is, at least somebody who's familiar with her work. I don't know who she is. I can't speak on her. But what I will say is, now that you said it out loud like that, I actually really enjoy the fact that the first time I saw her was not in a match for me to critique this person. So be it for good or for bad. I think this is now AEW should starting to evolve and starting to learn from past mistakes. Get me excited about her first. Like you said, tell me her story. I can say, Oh, this woman looks, she looks like she's about business. She's cute. Okay. I, I'm, I'm going to get behind this person. Let's see. Well, let's see what happens when she finally has a match. So I, I actually think now that you said that this probably was the best thing for her versus us seeing her in the ring because, okay, she comes out and you got some of the smartest, smartest people who, Oh, I know who that is. That's Mariah May. But you get somebody like me who I even saw pictures of her. Cause y'all talked about her a few episodes ago. I still didn't realize that was her until they said it. And of course it made sense that this is her new signing. But if you just had a picture of her, you said, what's her name? I don't know. So for me, it would have fall flat for me if she would have just debuted too. Um, so for me, I, I'm interested. It piqued my interest and I will follow her storyline. Yeah. You know, I, I saw this little booty online about, um, about like that, like, how can you debut somebody like that? I mean, I thought it was fine because it was, because obviously we heard there was some, some booty online about that. She's going to join the Tony storm stuff. Mm-hmm. About how we're going to get there. So this kind of took us down, started to take us down that road of how she's going to kind of get in a triumph with that character. And I think it's better than just putting her out there in a match. Like, right? It's better right. than, you know, even doing like a, a video showcase of her career. If she's going to be going down the character role with Tony Storm, then what she did in the past doesn't really matter. Because we're right. going to see a different version of her on AEW TV. So I thought this was fine. It was really quick. It got a pretty girl on TV, and she did kind of a mission statement. Like, um, well, she didn't, in, well, kind of, sort of, right? But we we learned that she wants to, she's a Tony Storm fangirl, right? And Potentially City, stalker. Potentially, oh, boy. right? So now we know that she's going to, that her, hey, she's, she said, hey, you know, I, you know I, I'm following the path of Tony Storm's career. Now I'm where, I'm where she is. I want to meet her. We're going to meet her in the near future. Boom, there it is. So for me, it was totally fine because we don't know what this girl's about just yet. We don't know what her character's going to be. I thought like it's just fine. Yeah. Thought and it was she's good. going against Tony. So you kind of got to kind of meet her there. So if Tony is really telling the story outside of the ring, you got to meet her with it there too with it because you can't really go in the ring with her. And because Tony already has something else going on, I actually really now more and more i think about this i think that was the perfect way to debut her yeah because if you if you now after that and who knows what type of promo she'll do or what she'll do on wednesday show because full gear is saturday if she shows up during that match you already have a Mm -hmm. base of okay she is a tony storm fan so whatever she does costs her the belt helps her win you already have that preconceived notion of who she is opposed to her just showing up. And then you kind of don't, don't get that story. 
Absolutely. And staying with Tony Storm, I thought her and Sheeta had a nice little segment. I thought it was great. I yeah. thought both with of them Luther, good. with Luther and her as her butler in the back. <laughs> yeah, he kind of did. He he kind of didn't do anything but stand there, which is fine. <laughs> you know, like look, he doesn't need to do too much. Um, but I thought that was great. I think Sheeta mm-hmm. looked great too. Like that was like one of her better, like talking like segments. Yes. Like right. She just um, confused. She don't get it. She's just like, I don't. I don't understand you. This is how this match, so I can get this over and keep it moving. Which I'm looking forward to that match. I really am looking forward to that match. I'm looking forward to this pay per view. It's already like I said, it's Saturday. When we do the pod on Wednesday, we would not have seen Dynamite yet. So this is we're not going to see the final hype for this show. Where are you guys at right now on interest level for full gear from one to ten? I'm probably at about I just not know the show's gonna be great. If we weren't going to Survivor series, I said this last night. I think if I was just watching both of them at home on television, I think full gear is probably gonna be the better wrestling show. Which isn't surprising. I mean, all the AEW's pay-per-views have been great. But um, I'm probably at like a six right now in interest level. They'll probably get me to a eight, eight and a half come showtime on, on Saturday. Which, Friday, we're getting... Uh, I just saw this last night. Rampage and two hours of collision on Friday. And that's going head-to-head against SmackDown because full gear is on Saturday. So there is no collision on Saturday. So we're getting a head-to-head on Friday, which ratings won't be pretty for that. But uh, we got a ton of wrestling to watch on, on Friday and then heading to Saturday. But what's your guys' excitement level or in- interest level for Full Gear right now? I wrote a note that we're entering the go-home week for Full Gear. So just from that alone, I would have to imagine that maybe my interest level or my excitement level is not as high as maybe it should be one week out. So right now I'm probably at a five. I'm still looking forward to it uh, hugely. Those, the people that you've already announced on the card, I, I said last episode, shit, like this is, this is incredible. But just right now getting excited for, I'm probably about a five. I think pro- I, my hope is that by the time we get through, I guess now this collision two hours on Friday, that hopefully I'll get to that, that eight and a half, nine that I think I would be at. Um, I mean, after Dynamite, I'm, and the little promo exchange we had with uh, Sheeta and Tony, I'm definitely interested in that match. Um, they sold me on that one. Um, and of course, I want to see my man Swerve and Hangman. Um, but I'll see. Of see those... Did you see they? Um, did you see they added? Now it's a Texas Death Match. Uh, interesting. No, I didn't see that. Yep. Yeah, Hangman cut a hell of a promo on Collision, which it needs. It needs to have some type of stipulation. You can't bring it to my house and get my baby free merch, and then we don't like. Take this to hell and back. So, yep, it's a Texas death match. That's the only, that, was, that was the one missing on that storyline that, you know, ain't no way like a man's going to break into my house. You know, those, uh, a shirt in a crib with a newborn, right? You, like, you know, that's, that's one of them no-nos. You don't put loose clothing in a baby's crib, right? <laughs> like, he could have, you know what I'm saying? So, like, he almost, he, look, he could have hurt the baby, number one. And it's just like a wrestling thing. Like the next week, like no, there's something more at stake now. There's something much more at stake. But I don't feel like Hangman really got took it there. Um, but I'm definitely interested in the match. I think it's gonna be a good one. You don't think so? You, the way the way the way he put him through the table, I thought it, he almost tried to commit murder. No, Swerve should have been eliminated. 
in life. But that was that was like two weeks later, though. This is yeah, like two weeks later. Yeah, the next day, he needed to find where Swerve was at, and he needed to be eliminated. I mean, I, know, love, we, I love Swerve, so I'm glad he didn't. But no, you don't do that. That was just bad storytelling. You know what we should have saw? We should have saw, like, before, like, you know, when the show started, or maybe this happened before the show, like, a feed with them running to the back. Because Hangman's trying to get at Swerve. You know, they're in the parking on site. lot. This is you on know site. what I'm saying? It's on site now, right? Like they yeah. like we got to a whole match. <laughs> like, right? <And> <laughs> right. Get, like, we got to a whole match before it, it hit the fan. And at the end, he's going through a table. No, nah, it would be more than a table. I'd have had yeah. a bat. I would have yeah. had in oh, again, for you sure. been No, you're right. You're right. Sure. And, and I think that that's still just a part of AEW that we want to see more of. And it's like leading up to those moments because we shouldn't there's probably somebody out there who may have even forgot what Swerve did in that house because they didn't remind us but that could have been for sure a thing where you see Paige pulling up right in his truck and like it maybe he didn't even touch swerve for another hour but point is oh my god Paige is here what is he going to do if he catches swerve and you, yeah. see, you got you see security mm-hmm. you know getting together tell him look we got to try to keep these guys apart you mm-hmm. know like that's that is kind of what's still missing a little bit with the storytelling threads uh but i still think they did a, a really good job on, on hey Dynamite. but and here's the thing like we came up with it off the top of our head like in five minutes and that's what i'm talking about was with proper storytelling like i'm here for the match but like they just like it, it just feels like at times they're going too fast to where mm-hmm. like these small details you know just aren't being you know shown because and it's and it's because we know because like that's good stuff like what we saw with Swerve right that was great make it last long no I, we know we don't we don't need to see the fifteen like WWE used to be notorious for like showing us fifteen promo packages of the same thing every week you're like all right I got it like I've seen this every single week we're not saying that but give me give me some give me something else so I can be a little bit more invested into it because we know that match is going to be fantastic like the first one was great now that we know like all right this is Texas deathmatch so there's gonna be no rules we know the violence and the physicality is gonna be off the charts just get us more amp to get to that point adam is just too good of a guy that's all it is that's why adam! I'm still alive. that's why not that adam, adam! adam. page oh. i mean i told y'all when he saved my life that time right okay enough all right <laughs> enough Wow. So uh, I guess the last thing then, E, on your Tony Storm piece. So you got Tony beating Sheeta, and we'll do our full pre- you know, preview and predictions on Wednesday. But is, is that what you think is best for business? I do, and it's a shame. Man. I, I, we should have got this Sheeta maybe a couple weeks ago. I would have cared more about her reign because um, I think that she came off more like a, a champion in that little minute clip. Cause I loved her verbiage. I keep going back to her. I love her verbiage. She was like, yeah, same shit gonna happen. Yeah. Oh, at Fairview too. I'm gonna beat your ass again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. like just the way she, she, she just came across. Um, but I think it might be, you know, a good thing to, you know, get a, a reign with Tony Storm as champion. Because they they've de- they definitely have um, the spotlight on her. Um, and I think it'd be very interesting to see her as a champion as in this character, you know, with her butler her potential new sidekick storyline they got going on. Um, because I don't think that, well, I mean, she probably could lose because I don't think she needs the championship to be entertaining because she's just super entertaining right now, right? But, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of talking myself out of, out of it as I'm talking to you guys because if they keep going down the road, this road with Sheeta, you know, like, it could be interesting because, like, I don't think they have a lot of interest in the in women's division outside of Tony Storm right now. 
And like they can continue to have Tony do her own thing, kind of like the Tony verse stuff. And well, then yeah. Sheeta can have the championship matches with whoever, but I don't know who she would face. And especially with the Mariah May piece, because now if you bring Mariah May in, that that whole thing, you probably don't you don't need a title for that. No, right? Like depending yeah. on like how how they go with that. But uh, speaking of Mariah May and Sheeta and Tony Storm, let's go. You know who had a better week than all three of them combined? Yep. Rodriguez, I know you know. E, any idea? House always wins. Julia effing Hart. Holy hell. I was so impressed this past week with her. It started on Dynamite with that match with Red Velvet, Mm -hmm. where. I, I thought it was incredible. I did. I thought everything she did in the ring was incredible. I thought just how she, like, she's a, like, she has figured it out and she has it now. And I think they need to, if they didn't have a plan of it, they need to hot shot that TNT title on her or TBS title, excuse me, on her come, come pay-per-view. The uh, House of Black cut a quick promo on Collision where they said, all right, look, we coming for the tag titles and Julia She's coming for the TBS championship. Have that happen at full gear. Have them leave with those two belts. But she's got it. She she looked great in that match with um, Red Velvet. Then she followed it up with a match with Willow on Collision. That was really strong. I'm I'm, I'm just proud of her. I think she's, what, 22 years old? 22. And, man, like, just the fundamentals of how she worked that match. And that's with and Red Velvet is pretty good too. But that's like the, her first match in a while on Dynamite, I think, or or Collision. She's got back, she came back from injury. Yeah, and uh, man, it was it was incredible. Like it was great. It, I I couldn't. I mean, I I I won't keep repeating myself, but I loved it. I, I thought she did fantastic. I've been touting or tooting this horn that I want Willow to get the TBS Championship, and even watching her go against Julia on Collision. I still felt Willow was the the leader of the dance, I should say, with Julia. But this hype around her, what she has organically made, she being Julia, I think Willow might be a little bit more bulletproof right now. And just, well, one, Julia has the match. Give that title to Julia. I think Willow will be just fine, even though I really wanted Willow to get it because how much work she's put in this year. But, but give it to Julia. Strike while the iron's hot. And leave full gear. You got the Black Kings, whatever they call themselves, and Julia holding all that gold. I like that. I don't know their name. Black Kings? Is it Black King? What is it exactly? (laughs) Kings of the Black. It's the House of Black. No, no, no. The the two of them, Malachi and Brody, call themselves Um, some kings. It's the... The Black Kings. The Knights of the Black Throne. But I thought it was some kings in there somewhere. The Knights of the... Uh, I some I we had to look it up. I know what you're talking about. Um, but yeah, Julia is 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 phenomenal. She's really great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's getting like the little character nuances and stuff too, um, which I like. Mm-hmm. Um, she does. She's really really on taking. I mean, taking that that little taker role that she kind of uh, kind of created. I think the House of Black. They just need. I need to see it more House of Black. Um, I would love to see her. Um, a, a prominent role within the women's division. I would love to see Brody and Buddy, you know, be the go after the tag titles, and I would love to see Malachi Black going after go after one of the single titles. Uh, I think that would be great. I think that's a fashion that should truly be dominating. Uh, I would love to see that. Um, 
But when I look at the women's stuff, right? I think Willow is great. Julia is great. They're trying to do something with Sky Blue. And I have one critique of Sky Blue because I'm a big fan of hers. I think she's Oh, Rhodesia's really got a lot. Girl. So, yeah, I'm about to lay out. Actually, actually, I'm about to mute right now because this is what Rhodesia made a comment of that she thought I was going to bring up. But your segue was perfect. I know you have no idea that Rhodesia thinks no that idea. Sky Blue is trash right now. But oh she doesn't want to say that. But, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and mute up. You guys have fun. She didn't, she didn't move. But so I, I'm a, I'm a, let me just do my, my two things. I think that... I think that they should go ahead and combine those women titles. I don't think they have enough TV time and overall depth in their singles division to have two championships. I think we'd be better off just combining those titles. Um, Cause like I can see those same women buying for the women's championship. Like, right. Cause I, I just don't think they have enough depth to have two strong singles women's title and make them both seem important. Combine those things. Going back to Sky Blue. So she obviously is getting much, much better in the ring. For me, I think this is a disconnect with her characters. Because a lot of times over the years, you know, you will see her in interviews. And you kind of see her looking off some, to somebody like that's off camera. And she's making, you know, her comments like she's looking for like approval or like, in, like a cue. It just seems that sometimes that she's kind of in that. Right, I can't believe I'm a, I'm a wrestler phase. Like, mm-hmm. right, like she's having an out of body experience a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, and she's still more of a fan than a professional at times. Uh, I just don't think that she connects to her character as she should, right? I don't know where this character is going right now, but I hope that she, she really plays into it and she really gets into it and really connects to that character versus her playing a character. I think that she's still, and this sounds bad, I don't want to say this about anybody. And I don't know the woman. I don't want to disrespect her. I think she's a great wrestler, but I feel like she's still kind of playing wrestler. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's she's still playing. I don't. I, I don't feel. I feel like you know. Oftentimes, you know, I was a part. Of, I pride myself of being an actor back in the day. A real bad, a bit real bad actor. But there was definitely a difference when you see someone actually playing a character, right, and actually being a character, right. Like she's just showing up to the high school musical and she's reading her lines, right, and she's happy to be part of the musical. Right. But she doesn't really believe in the character just yet. And that's what I see from her. So I'm hoping whatever she's doing now, she can truly get into it and she can really express her character. What you got, Rhodesia? Everything you said next. Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to be critical here. And I the reason why I didn't want to bring this up and get Matt's being a snitch, putting my business out here like this. I don't know what I would do. So, you know, people complain. Usually I've always said, even at work, if you have a complaint, then give me a resolution. I don't really have a resolution. So that's why I didn't feel like it was even worth me bringing it up on the show. But everything that you said is that I personally feel in the last two years, three years, however long she's been here, her growth has completely stunted. Like there, this whole new gimmick that she has, she's supposed to be a bad girl. I give her the first time that she debuted it. She was kind of like quirky about it, but that probably is maybe a storytelling of them trying to go from good to bad. But now that she's supposed to be bad, bad, there's nothing about it. That's believable. She has the same move set, like to the point where her cadence of her moves are the exact same in every match that I watch her in. And that's when her being a good girl and a bad girl. So I just feel like her whole development has stunted. I think she's beautiful. I think that she has riz. Can women have riz? Or is that just a guy thing? Absolutely. Women can have riz. Okay. So she has a riz. All of that. And this is not a critique about 
her as a wrestler, but just her as a character, I don't believe in her. I think it's actually pretty, pretty bad. Like, I don't understand where any of this is going. Um, and I just leave it at that. I don't have a resolution of what she needs to do. That's why I didn't want to bring it up. Um, but then back to what you were saying to Ishan about the two belts. I think that that then the burden has to be on AEW to make enough women important because you have three shows. You have Dynamite, Rampage, Collision. You need at least two women titles. That's a fact. You need that. You just got to get better at building the women's division so that the TNT or TBS championship in the world championship means something for the, for the women. Um, but you're right at this point, really everybody who's the top women can all go for the women's champion heavyweight championship, but we need, I think we need to, uh, but that's it. I hope sky blue can evolve into this full character of a bad girl. Maybe she can get some help from the veterans and producers to make it more believable. Again, I, a part of her being a fan versus a wrestler, I kind of still like that because it, I can like feel empathy for that. And I like that. But like you said, there comes a certain point where you are here. You've been here now for some time. Own your shit and represent. She needs to That's find it. out who she is. Like she, like she needs to find who she is and whatever character she plays and then be that. Right. If she's a fan, if she's the fan girl, then, then, then be that. that. Then yep. betray that and be that, right? I think that maybe she hasn't found a character because right now she's still maybe just playing a character instead of being herself. And I think that she can find her true self and whatever character she decides to play, she might be more believable. Um, and but one thing back about the two women's title, I've always been saying they should make a women's tag team title because like they can easily spotlight four women on every show, right? And they have enough women on roster. To where, and I think it'd be kind of, I think it'd make it kind of cute, right? They can get matching gear, they can kind of do some stuff in the tag team. Cause they had a couple of tag teams uh, quite a few times, but they didn't have the title for them. So you can have the single wrestlers going after the one title, and then you got four women or more, you know, all vying for a tag team title. And Tony loves him some tournaments. That's why we talked about like the G1 AEW tournament. Like the one thing that made a New Japan special, or even WWE back in the day the king of the ring tournament right like you only saw tournaments like once or twice a year right the g1 that's their big tournament they do like once or twice a year i think it's once a year right aw we get them every damn month so but we can get another tag team title um tournament for the women that would be awesome but yeah sky blue just find out who you are and portray on tv we'll believe in you i'm ready for it one final retort on that so you you being aw will have even a harder time if you remove one of the women's single championship and do a tag team championship, I like it. I do think that there should be at least two championships to go after, whether it's two solos or two singles and one single and one tag team. You got to build even more women, though, to get a tag team division going. So I think it's easier for them just to attack the two single championships. But no, not necessarily. Again, you think about it. They do a lot of uh, multi-women matches anyway. So now you can at least have those matches mean something. And then we'll get a lot of the feelings that we got at WWE where you just put these people together. These aren't even legit tag teams. You just put them together and it feels different. It doesn't even feel right. But for Sky Blue, I will say there's been a couple of things she'll do, the in-betweeners, where she'll make a different face. So, yes, her actual in-the-ring storytelling it is getting a little bit more edgier, a little bit more mean, but the move sets to me are the same. And I need to see a whole different person than that same cadence of moves that she will do. Well, That's also, Rhodesia, she hasn't she hasn't fully turned yet. She hasn't played her hand on which side. She's still siding with you no know, Willow, you know. So that story hasn't fully been told yet, right? We don't know 
she you can just see her physically you know changing right the way she's kind of her body language is changing um but until her character fully turns where you know then we can start talking about her ring work but for me is i think it's just the character stuff last thing uh cody rhodes you may have seen this i don't think you saw already before this weekend give me your guess on how many matches he's had in wwe this year before this weekend it's a Dean Moxley level. It's high. Oh, so he's new Dean Moxley. For matches or appearances? Matches. What week are we in? We're like in week 40 right now ish, maybe 45. Let's say 45 matches. Okay. Whatever Dean Moxley was doing, that's what he's doing. That's what I'm guessing. Who is Dean Moxley? Oh, damn. Dean Ambrose, my bad. I combined the man. I meant Dean. I, the first two times I was like, all right. Yeah, I meant Dean Ambrose. You were talking about 2K14. I was like, is that somebody he made in his 2K14 <laughs> game? And he's creeping back in no, Dean, the pot? I messaged that Dean, Dean Ambrose, I meant. So, so what's your guess? Uh, I don't know what Dean, but it was something stupid. It was like he did hundreds of matches in the year or something like that. He did Hogan matches? 300. Yeah. <laughs> was it 75? He was working that year. He was working. So it is the most in WWE. He is absolutely the workhorse. He has had before this weekend 89 matches this year. Oh, so it's not Dean. It's not Dean Moxley. Uh, Dean Ambrose level. Dean again. I don't even know who the hell this Dean Moxley guy is. You know who he is. But it's not. How, sounds like he's hell of a worker. How many like opportunities though? 89 house shows. Think about it. Oh, if he's house working shows, dark matches. Yeah, house shows. He's, shows, he's, he's there, working dark matches that. on. Raw and or SmackDown. Yeah, uh, he's making that. them towns. He is making them towns. So he's putting that work in before he gets that strap next April. You can't eat chips sure. while we still recording though. I was say, well, he's <laughs> like, eating come chips. On. I guess he thought he put in a great performance so he could eat on the job. <laughs> so we are going to head out right now. Leave it to a black person to want to eat on the job. <laughs> You're fired. Thank you guys for listening. We will talk to you in a couple of days. Peace. <laughs>